Hello and welcome to 2023. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas and New Year break and were able to take some time to rest and reflect at the end of a very hectic year. I'm not sure about you, but 2022 definitely put me through my paces and seemed to go by in a blur. I think because both 2020 and 2021 were interrupted with COVID lockdowns and a hiatus from activities and in real life events, we were ready and raring to get back into life in 2022. So we hit the ground running. And I don't feel like I stopped running until I turned off my devices for a break just before Christmas. I contemplated doing a lessons learned in 2022 episode to start this year, but I've actually decided to dedicate this episode to looking ahead. So I'm going to focus on things I'm looking forward to in 2023. I hope this will inspire you to do the same and that maybe you'll even create a wish list of things you'd like to do this year. A couple of years ago, Gretchen Rubin inspired me to write a list of things I wanted to do in the year ahead, which she called 20 in 21. So this year, it will be 23 in 2023. We usually do this as a family, and everyone gets to add some things they'd like to do to the list, as well as family activities that we all want to do, such as go on a family holiday somewhere specific. So, creating my 23 in 2023 list of things with my family is the first thing I'm looking forward to this year. The word of the year I've selected for 2023 is nature, so I'm excited to start planning some activities that enhance my appreciation of nature, such as running more outdoors, bushwalking with a friend, I've already downloaded the All Trails hiking app, and spending time in my garden. In addition to hiking, I'm also looking forward to focusing on running and increasing my speed, in particular reducing my 10km race time. This has been a goal I've wanted to achieve for a couple of years now, and even though I've taken some actions to achieve it, I haven't got there just yet. Recently, a friend recommended a running coach he was working with one-on-one, so I've reached out to see if he might be able to help me achieve my goals too. Fingers crossed I'll tick this one off the list this year. In regards to personal development, I can't wait to read more books this year. I've established a pretty consistent habit of reading for 30 minutes most days, and because I spend a lot of time driving, I also consume lots of audiobooks. Although recently, I've made a bit of a transition from ebooks back to physical books. I think this has been instigated by my seeking some books that are out of print, so the only way to source them is by finding second-hand physical books. This has also become an unexpected thrilling treasure hunt, and as a result, I found a couple of great second-hand stores with solid personal development collections. I do have to be cautious I don't undo all the hard work I've done on decluttering this past year. I've made some solid progress on decluttering and organising our house, which you can get the full lowdown on in episode 16. So, once I've read the books I've recently procured and made my book notes, I will happily pass them on with the hope that they will benefit others as much as they have benefited me. Also on my list this year will be some books on nature and gardening, which will assist me in further immersing myself into my word of the year. I can't wait. I don't make a reading list for the year per se, although maybe I should, and I will consider this in the future. But at the moment, I prefer to be more fluid and organic in my choice of reading, trusting that I'll read the right thing at the right time. Books are a bit like the breadcrumbs for the advice and ideas I need at particular points in my life. 
Over time, I've realized if I come across the title of the same book a few times, it's a good sign that I need to read it. I do have a very long book wish list that I've been compiling for years, and I'm not sure I'll ever get through it, but I'll certainly give it a red-hot crack. In addition to audiobooks, I'm also a podcast junkie. I learn so much from podcasts. They are an excellent way of consuming current content and discovering trends. My faves at the moment include Motivation with Brendan Burchard, The Tim Ferriss Show, The Marie Forleo Podcast, Online Marketing Made Easy with Amy Porterfield, Achieve Your Goals with Hal Elrod, ABC's Conversations, and most recently, Your Dream Life with Christina Carlson, the founder of Swedish-inspired stationery brand Kiki K. I need to make an effort to try new podcasts and expand my preferences, because there are so many amazing ones out there now. Listening to a variety of podcasts also inspires me to create lots of new and interesting episodes for this podcast, as I feel I've only scratched the surface. In fact, one of my business goals this year is to create some podcast episodes with guest interviews. Watch this space. Something new I tried in my business last year was taking an overnight personal retreat to work on my business plan. It was amazing how much I achieved in just a few hours. I stayed in a cute little cabin by the beach and balanced work time with relaxed time, taking a couple of long walks on the beach to contemplate my planning. This was something I previously felt too guilty to do, even though my husband goes away camping and skiing with friends a couple of times a year. I personally like quiet time on my own and find this more restorative than going away with a large group of people, which is quite overwhelming for me. The guilt arose from the prospect of leaving the kids, which is ridiculous as my husband is perfectly capable of taking care of them and they have fun together. This year, I will schedule at least one personal retreat for business planning, but I'd love to organise more, especially one that I can dedicate to reading or journaling and personal development. When Bill Gates worked for Microsoft, he would plan two one-week breaks a year that he called Think Weeks, where he would stay in a cabin in the woods and spend a week reading papers written by Microsoft employees that pitched new innovations or potential investments. I'd love to eventually take a one or two night retreat every quarter. Absence certainly makes the heart grow fonder, as I was really excited to see my family after my mini retreat break, and I feel it made me appreciate them all more. Another thing I've noticed with the kids this year is the value of spending one-on-one -on -one time with them. They really thrive when they don't feel they are competing with each other for attention. My husband and son recently went camping for a couple of nights, and I really enjoyed spending this time with my daughter. We had a takeaway pizza and watched movies and TV programs we both liked together, went shopping and generally just connected on a deeper level. I'd also like to have a similar experience with my son and think my husband should also have one-on-one -on -one time with the kids too. This shift in family dynamics really helps us to get to know and appreciate each other more. In addition to one-on-one -on -one time, I still value our family time and I'd love to take a longer trip somewhere that none of us have been before this year. A couple of years ago, we planned to go to the UK and catch up with friends over there, but then COVID appeared, and we all know how that went. I still have itchy feet and yearn to go overseas, but this year I'd love to do an Aussie road trip, perhaps to Victoria or South Australia or even to the centre. We are very fortunate that we have lots of family on the Sunshine Coast and love visiting them for holidays, 
but I feel it would be nice to go somewhere new this year and push ourselves outside our comfort zone. Finally, one more thing I'm looking forward to doing this year is enjoying music. Last year I started singing lessons, which I've thoroughly enjoyed. When I was younger, I had piano and cello lessons for a number of years, so I've learnt to read music. I try to play the piano as often as I can, but I do struggle to practice consistently. However, because I spend a lot of time driving, I find it much easier to practice singing in the car. I'm sure I've missed a number of things off this list, which will come to me after I've stopped recording, I'm sure, but that's okay. Happily, all of the things on this list fall into different areas of my life, which affirms a level of balance for me. Had the things I was most looking forward to fallen into one area of life, such as work, I'd spend some more time contemplating things I'm looking forward to in other areas of my life. I'm sure, and I hope, that I'll also encounter other things I thoroughly enjoy doing this year that aren't even on my radar yet. And I wish the same for you too. I believe this topic would also make a wonderful journaling prompt or exercise, and I encourage you to muse in your journal. What are you looking forward to in 2023? If journaling is something you want to commit more time to this year, I'd love to help you with that and encourage you to check out my journaling course, Joyful Journaling Journey. This unique course is jam-packed with strategies that will help newbie and seasoned journalers alike by establishing a regular journaling practice, as well as taking your existing practice to the next level so you can journal your way to a life of clarity, intention and purpose. Check out the link in the show notes for more details. In the meantime, if you want some inspiring journal prompts to kickstart your journaling practice, you can grab my free journaling guide with 100 prompts, as well as some super helpful info on the benefits of journaling, along with tips on how to establish a consistent journaling practice from the link in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and I hope you can join me next time. I'll leave you with today's mantra. I look forward with optimism and excitement and can't wait to see what's in store for me in 2023.